This week we figure out that Eric's lust for darkness began at his orphan age when his only friend was a fern flower. This and more on episode 153 of Indie Game Riot. I am Josh, once again joined by the one of many Eric Hunters. That's true. Damn it. Over to my right. Uh, and uh, <sighs> we're back again with some more indie game goodness. Uh, some, some things happened over the past week. First of all, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I am using a new broadcasting tool. And it's trash. Uh, so I'm right? hoping no? oh. that... I'm, ho- I'm hoping that um, it doesn't fuck up <laughs> so uh, like most things I that i do in my life i hope they don't crash and burn and uh like most things they do mm. uh but anyway womp womp uh so hopefully that doesn't mess anything up and, but here's the so far so good just got to get a little bit used to it um i'm using the the what is it Streamlabs version of obs so there's that uh what's been what's been going on for you uh Senor Hunter, nothing. Yeah, that's cool. Been watching a lot of movies lately. Horror movies. Well, uh, yeah, I like horror movies. Yeah, I know you do. Quite a bit, actually. Is it? Or was it good? Were they good? Man, were they good? Were they good, Such and if they were, a... in what type of way were they good? Uh, were they good? Were they, like, B-movie good, or were they... So, one of them I really enjoy. It's a French film. Um, the American title is... Shit. Switchblade Romance? That sounds emo. Sounds well, like a can't. It's... It sounds like a, uh, oh, what are they so, called? The, sorry, the French title is Switchblade Romance. The American title is called High Tension. And <laughs> okay. it's about... They both, uh, both of those titles suck in different ways, but go ahead. A little bit, yeah. So um, the, the whole story, it's a, so it's a French film. Um, there's subtitles. Uh, so if you're already like, I don't like subtitles, I'm out. Which is fine, but the way that the movie's designed is like, it's basically just the beginning and the end, where there's actual talking, the rest of it is just like scary shit going on. So it's about um, these two women, um, they're kind of off for college, um, and they go to one of the family's houses um, to enjoy like their summer vacation or what have you. Um, And then a, you know, a deranged killer comes through and starts killing everybody. Um, it's, it's really good because there's a, they do a lot of things that are kind of out of the ordinary. And what I mean by out of the ordinary is like, so it's not a guy in a mask or it's not a guy with a hatchet or a knife 
or a saw. You know what I mean? Like they they try to stay out of those those boxes that make a quote unquote horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it and since it's French, and when you watch it, you kind of get the idea that the movie was never intended to be just for a French audience because the movie's probably I mean probably ninety minutes long, and 80 minutes of it is just sheer um, like storytelling. There's no dialogue. There's It's all just, you know, this person runs over here and this thing happens and then they deal with it and then this thing happens and they deal with it. Um, so I feel like a lot of it they didn't have to worry about um, in terms of trying to translate it over because obviously that's as an American who watches not a lot of foreign films, but enough where there's subtitles. It does get a bit daunting after a while, and you kind of detach from yourself when you're watching a film that's there's a lot of subtitles and you have to read a lot. There's some Netflix uh, shows that are like that. Like, I yeah. can tell that they would be good if I didn't have to constantly move my eyes down. Right. Because you feel like you're losing something because you have to retranslate it yeah. in your head. As you know, you're reading it, then you have to retranslate it back to what although, you're seeing. So, although I will say that Netflix is doing this thing now, they they're actually dubbing over a lot of movies and shows that they that they that they create anyway. Uh, like there's a show called Three Percent and another one called Dark, I think it's called or something. They're dubbed over. Yeah, it's, it's still a little seen, weird because you can tell it's dubbed. Obviously, yeah, like the connotations aren't the same, the mannerisms aren't the same. There's yeah. that, and then and then it just like the voice doesn't quite match just the way they look in the first place plus mm. uh there's i don't know it's hard to explain but it, you can tell like you know how you can tell it's like done through a um uh, a boom mic you know hanging over a thing as opposed to someone like talking oh about like, like adr yeah yeah yep. so so that was that's a great movie if you're if you're a horror fan that's have you I seen recommend that one. have you seen uh hereditary yet i've heard a lot of interesting thing about that I haven't I have not a lot of good things about that I've heard um I I watched a really bad movie which was uh Freddy vs. Jason is that the first time you've seen that no I've seen the movie countless times see I I have really good I have a lot of uh good memories with that movie so I know the movie itself is shit but first of all there are worse ones second of all uh it's one of those it's one of those even outside of the just having good memories with it I f- it's one of those movies that are just fun to watch just because you're like yeah well yeah like like alien versus predator it's freddy versus jason like you know what i mean yeah. it's yeah. whatever uh, who cares <laughs> just, just whatever see them cut each other up so but yeah when i i went to see that movie in theaters and it just so happened that there was a really bad thunderstorm that night and while we were watching the movie in the theater the fucking power went out Oh yeah. Uh, so that made it yep. that made it all the more creepy to watch, uh, even though it was kind of silly, you know. But it was just interesting timing. It was a good time. Uh, I had a similar experience with Saul Two, mm. where uh, I went with the the girl I was dating at the time, and it was like during the day, which was the odd thing. Like we went like on a Thursday afternoon to go see the movie. And the power went out, and we sat there for probably half an hour, 45 minutes, you know, seeing if the movie come, came back on. Waste we, of time. Well, I mean, you know, we were kids. You were in the... You were in, you, were, you were in the... No, you were in the dark in a movie theater with your girlfriend? 
Yeah. That was a waste. Waste of opportunity to, to at least make out. I mean, we, there was touching. I don't know if there's yeah, heavy yeah, yeah. petting. Um, tell your wife. It was, it was, yeah, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> um, but it was one of those things where it was like we were getting ready to get up, and it was like, you know what, fuck this. It's been 45 minutes. Like, it's this is too long. Like, well, I'm sure they'll give us our money back. Like, let's just go and um, find another film or, you know, come back and watch it later. And then, like, as we were collecting our things, the movie came back on. And they actually, which I will give props to the movie theater um, that's local to me. When the power went out, 45 minutes went down. Then the movie came back up. The guy actually jumped it back five minutes in the film mm -hmm. so that we knew what was going on. It wasn't just like, a, oh, oh, here's the good. movie again. The guy was like, let's recap the last five minutes, shall we? It would have been funnier if he had actually come out on like a, like a shitty microphone. I'm like, all right. So like uh, previously on <laughs> whatever yeah. movie you're watching. So they're all in a house. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Big Tech says it's easy for him to see the whole screen in subtitle because um, it comes normal after seeing it a lot. I think I think a lot of yeah, people in in other countries, yeah, you see it all the time because most movies come from most movies come from English speaking countries, uh, as far as I know. Popular anyway, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, popular, uh, with the exception of like you know the like some French films and a lot of Bollywood stuff. But um, sure. God, that Bollywood stuff just blows my mind. <laughs> you God. see those memes? Where oh they, yeah, they're like, great. <laughs> they are. They Is that are real? Yeah, it, that is what's fueling the Bollywood community right now. That's crazy memes. Yeah. Because <laughs> why not? Why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't you go to the extreme? Like, Jesus. It's amazing. Uh, man. Well, um, I think, have you ever had one of those, have you ever had like a, a projector? This is at an older theater, obviously, because it wasn't digital. But I had one that the uh, film actually burned up on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was weird to see because it looks like the screen's catching on fire yeah exactly. so you start you're like what the fuck so uh but luckily it was just that there was there was still smoking because because of that but it took forever for them to switch it out uh but that was that was interesting wow it was a good time i think that was in, when i was living in hawaii it was in an older theater movies are weird yeah they're good stuff though i that's another podcast i'd love to do sometime this is like an interesting movie podcast but sure Anyway, I digress. Uh, you know what else I do? Rub one out for your country. Got to salute somehow. Uh, but I also take any news injection. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an indie news injection. Thanks, indie games. This week on Indie News Injection... Uh, we have a couple of we have a couple of sequels to talk about. Just a couple. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm actually going to uh, skip to the second one and then talk about the first one that's so listed. Confused. Just so you know. No clue what's going uh, on. Just so you know. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> so I'm still getting used to this new streaming thing uh, with with Streamlabs. There we go. There we go. Okay, so the first yeah, one is go. Secret Neighbor, uh, which yeah. is which is the uh, is it? I, I guess it, I guess it is a sequel um, to Hello Neighbor. 
Uh, if you don't remember what Hello Neighbor is, Hello Neighbor is you are a guy who moves in across the street from this guy who's creepy. Super weird game. Boards up his house. The whole house is like a fucking fun house. And uh, he's hiding something in his basement and you have to like sneak around his house without him catching you. It is really, really weird. Really yeah. buggy, but uh, really interesting concept. We we talked about it before it was cool. Uh, when it was in Whoa. Kickstarter, actually. We, it was on Early Access, or um, on Peep Show. And uh, so Secret Neighbor... Let me get to the right page since it's out of order. Is uh, an asymmetrical multiplayer, uh, in the, in the, of course, the Hello Neighbor universe. So, uh, I believe you play as kids uh, sneaking throughout this guy's house, as the characters are wont to do in this particular game. Uh, and I believe one other person plays as a neighbor. And I think this is in response. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this is their plan the whole time, but, you know, the popularity of things like uh, Dead by Daylight and uh, Friday the 13th, those games, yeah. um, it feels like this is in response to those kinds of games. And, uh, you know, maybe they liked it or maybe they're just trying to cash in. Who knows? But as long as it's done well. Um, but, you know, the neighbor being the monster in this situation and the three kids being the ones who are trying to uh, survive. Do you like those asymmetrical games? Um, I don't mind them. I don't go out looking for them, though. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So, like you, I I mean, just... have you ever played any of those? Yeah. What's the one that comes to mind? What was the like super popular one? It was like came out like two or three years ago. Dead by Daylight. Is that what it was? There's well, only I... two popular ones I can think of: Dead by Daylight and Friday Thirteenth. And Dead by Daylight was first. I played Friday the 13th. That is not a good game. There's a lot of issues with that game. Yeah. Yeah. But Dead, Dead, Dead by Daylight, I think, is the better one out of all of them. Let me see some screenshots. As a matter of fact, uh, bonus news, um, Dead by Daylight, because I, I forgot to add it, but Dead by Daylight actually uh, is coming out with a new uh, psychopath monster guy. Um, it's, a, it's a murderous clown. Really? Yes. Mm. Why is said? Why is this not there? I don't understand. It's not letting me in to look at Dead by Daylight's website. Whatever. So there's supposed to I'm, be there's supposed no. to be text to the right of the news image, but for whatever reason, there isn't. Uh, it's not there. Um, I feel like these games have a lot. This this style of game i won't say genre because i wouldn't call it a genre but the style of game has a lot of potential mm -hmm. um and you would think that with a with a name like friday the 13th they would have been the one to do it and it crashed and burned um that was development hell um true which happens a lot with licensed product i think um, probably because there's it's like a too many cooks in a kitchen sort of thing, um, and then too many cooks. people start pulling funding, and then you have to find it other places. And sure. whereas I think something like Dead by Daylight had a set scope already, and and it, they didn't deviate it deviate True. from it as much. That makes sense. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm I like what um, the like everything with when it comes to uh hello neighbor like i think everything about it is just like exactly how it should be it's perfect like it's that it's that right amount of creepy it's that right amount of mystery it's that right amount of you know everything um 
So I'm, I look forward to seeing what the outcome of what Secret Neighbor is going to be, but um, I'm also going to stay clear. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so anyway, uh, keep an eye on Hello Neighbors uh, like news feeds and whatever uh, yeah. to get more updates on Secret Neighbor. Um, next up, get used to this whole thing. Again, there's supposed to be like a. I usually put some stupid shit next to these news things to fill in that space over there. Stupid. Uh, but for whatever reason, it's it's not working. It's kind of bugged out. Um, but whatever. We have this tip jar, so feel free to fill that with bits and tips and subscriptions and whatever. Not the tip of your penis. That well, sure. Why not? All right. Um, okay. Next up. Weird. Oh, I know why. No. Nope, you know no, why no. it got weird? Well, nope, we never mind. Talked about penises. Nope. So. Didn't work. Anyway, next up. Uh, same thing. Speaking to sequels, The Calling Two. So I, you're f following this confused piece of information, and we can we can mix it into the discussion point I have listed for games not being finished. Um, but to talk about this first, The Culling 2, if you don't remember what The Culling is, uh, The Culling is, was another Battle Royale game. It was actually out before... Um, might have been out before Battlegrounds. Mm. I'm not 100% sure about that. But anyway, uh, it was a Battle Royale game and, and very much like The Hunger Games uh, kind of style where it would uh, set like things off in certain quadrants or whatever sections of the map right. uh, and then start pushing you towards the middle with like poisons gases or whatever and there were weapons you pick up you try and kill everyone that sort of thing uh, and there was like a cornucopia in the middle of weapons and sort of shit like that so very hunger games-esque um, but there was a lot of issues with the first game and, and updates that didn't fall through with like adding content and all that sort of stuff and people got pissed off understandably but now all of a sudden they're they're announcing the Culling Two, and everyone's like, "What happened?" You haven't finished the first one. What? Like, yeah, well, you haven't finished yeah. the first one, and then whatever's going to be in this game, why not just add it to the first one? Right. I mean, that's what you were going to do in the first place. Or if you're going to rebuild it from the ground up, just say like, because there are other games that have done something like that, like uh, Halcyon Six, uh, and then uh, Kingdom. They came out with, like, new versions of it. Um, uh, but it's the, it was the same game with, like, better features, better mechanics. Like, you know, that sort of thing. Why not do something like that and then just give it for free to the people that own the, the first calling? Because that's bullshit. Otherwise, you just... I mean, this is like you're just stealing money at this point. Not that people will... I, I doubt the people that feel, uh, you know, gypped over by the first one are going to pay for it, the second one. I right. wouldn't, if that was the case. I mean, I, I have the first one, but I got it f as a review code. So I'm not getting gypped, at least. But you fancy. Yeah, I know. I'm so special. So special. But, uh, I don't know. Just I, I don't um, like to talk shit, but that that's bullshit. It's <laughs> pretty shady. And I, it, it, Ark didn't do such a, as bad of a thing because they, are, they were still working on Ark. Right when they came out of that DLC, but it's still kind of the same thing. Like, why? Like, you haven't finished your your first thing. Like, I don't know. It's... Ah, man. That's such... I mean, so... Playing Devil's Advocate, 
when was it over? Is that deemed by the developers? Is that deemed by the publisher? Or is that deemed by the fan base? Because... Well, no, I'm pretty sure they straight up said that they're not going to... Uh, That's what I'm saying. So, like, if the developer thinks that this game is done, there is nothing more we can do with this game, we might as well make something else. Make a new IP, then, at least. Because otherwise, then, if you make a sequel, unless it is completely different, which defeats the point of a sequel, sure. why are you making a sequel? <laughs> like, I don't... Like, when when the other game has not been... Promises were not fulfilled. Yeah. No, I... I mean... So, what else have they made? Well, like, what is their history? Um... Good questions. Other than The Calling, I don't really know anything else by this company. Uh, I'm trying to... Do it, but my thing's being kind of slow right now. So. Oh, your thing's being slow. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You ready for it? Yeah, go ahead. You ready for that? Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Lynchdom Battle Mage? Battle Mage sounds familiar. And that's the only one listed under games. Alright. That's strange. And by the way, this this the announcement of this game is only six months after... They've they officially abandoned uh, the first one. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> wow. To point that out. So I mean, maybe hey, someone out there, that's not me because I'm busy. Uh, t- tweet at uh, the devs of the calling, which are. Do you have that up still? Oh yeah, Zanavan. Zaviant. X a v i a n t. Someone tweet at them and be like, just ask them what the fuck. Like what? Explain yourself. What is going on? Which I'm sure they've actually have been asked multiple times, but I'm sure. It seems like bullshit. I don't know. I mean, I. I'm. It could be a multitude of things. It could have been. It could have been as simple as we need. You know, we need to make a, a hard right hand turn here, and we need to change um, what we've done to turn this business around. Fine. It could have been, oh, let's bring in a, you know, a private team of people to try to fix this and make it work for us. And it was their suggestion to essentially abandon the first one and make a sequel. I mean, whoever's behind the wheel is not doing their job. Well, this the reason I moved this to second is because it went right into our discussion point, which is uh, games that were never finished. Sure. Um, we try on Indie Game Riot, um, since the very beginning, to do our due diligence with the games and, and pick games that we think, uh, especially when it comes to Peep Show, that we think have a high chance of... Not, not only success, but you know, not just success, but even just being finished. Because we know early access and especially things like Kickstarter yeah. um, don't always pan out. Sketchy. And I'd like yep. to say we have a very strong record. It's not 100%. There are a few. Like there was this one prehistoric kingdom, I think it was called, or something like that. It had something to do with yep. dinosaurs um, that we that never got finished. And maybe one or two others, but uh, we've done a pretty good job. That said... For you, have you ever um, supported a game that, in, in, in the end, screwed you over because they did not 
provide what was oh was. of course um i can even tell you what the game was I have to look it up it was a game i kick-started forever ago um was it the uh, tim schaefer one uh which one was that starbase oh god no i didn't know Ugh, that poor game <laughs> That poor game. That game could have been so good. That game was right up my alley well, in terms of like management simulators, like what I really wanted, and they just dropped it. Well, while while you're looking at that up, another question, and then, you know, for audience whoever, uh, for you as well, is: Are there games like what are the most prolific games that you were just looking forward to that were in that stage of development? And they just abandoned it. So Starbase, uh, whatever it was called. Starbase 9 or Starbase DS9 or yeah, whatever. 9DS, something like that. Um, what games were you just like, what the? No. Obviously, I was the the idiot that backed uh, Mighty Number no. 9 at a fairly high tier. Well, um, that game was technically finished. It was just shit. Oh, does that not count? <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I don't know. Does it? Does it not count? I, it, it wasn't abandoned. It was just bad. Mm. It was really bad. I was so never a Mega Man fan in the first place. Oh, see, I love Mega Man. They're coming out with a new one, by the way. I know. I'm really excited for it. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. All right. Let me just go into it. There, there's a recording of me somewhere playing uh, Mega Man X and just completely freaking out because I, I cannot... I, I just I can never gra- grasp the concept of the of the game mechanics for whatever reason. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know why. And I just yeah, I, mean, I never liked that game. That game's amazing. I I was never a Nintendo fanboy. I mean I I was for a little bit, especially when it came to just the consoles in general, especially like the N sixty four. Yeah. But like the the original characters of Nintendo, like I was never a Zelda fan. Uh, you know, Mega Man. Um, I, well, there was another one. Uh, Kirby. I've never really gotten into things like that. You know, I, of course I like Mario, but it's like Mario's just fucking shoved up your ass everywhere you go. So yeah, you cannot avoid Mario. Oh, that's a fucking news story for you. Um, that they announced the new uh, Smash Brothers for Switch. Mm-hmm. And apparently the gaming community is up in arms because Waluigi isn't a character in the game. So they they have been berating the developers okay. to the point where the developers have been blocking people on Twitter. For I it. thought, though, I mean, not that that's appropriate, but I thought one of the big things about the new Smash Brothers was that it's like literally every character from the previous titles and more. Right. So why is Waluigi not in it? Because he's never been in a Smash Brothers game, hasn't he? No. Oh. Uh, he's he's I never. I swear been. he. Wario was right. Wario is yeah no Wario is a huge player in that game. Um, they oh. do very well in taking care of him, but no that he's never Wal Waluigi's never been in the game. That's kind of surprising. I mean, have they announced every single person from the roster yet? Um, according to Nintendo, yes, but that could always mean that they 
change their mind. Yeah, I was gonna say like there's still a chance they could end up showing up. Yeah. Although if they're gonna pe- if people are gonna act like that, I I personally would be like, well, fuck you, out of spite, and right, just not exactly. put them in. Yeah, because it's you know why waste your time? You're all are assholes. You don't deserve Waluigi. Elysian Shadows. It's a next-gen 2D RPG for the Dreamcast, Steam, and guess how long this was? The Dreamcast. The Ooyah. Well, yeah, the I Ooyah in general was another one that everyone just... I mean, not, it's not a game, but that was... Uh, talk yeah. about just fucking dropped. Something else that I backed. You're, you're not At a judge. fairly high tier. No, my... Thing. Probably a good thing you're not the one picking peep shows. Yeah, no, my when it comes to I stopped backing any Kickstarter project, regardless of how good it sounded, because I just could not, I couldn't afford it anymore. Um, so the last update I got from this game was January of 2017. That was the last time I got an update about this game coming out. And there just zero communication as to what's yeah, going on. No, it's yeah, it's. Have you contacted them? No, I probably should. Email them like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, because they they owe me $40. I mean, there has not been a precedent set yet, but there was a a court case uh, in Seattle a few years ago regarding something like that. Oh, about the backing and then not Not, seeing the return. Right. Yep. They ended up uh, they ended up settling, which is why there's no no precedent, um, you know, in order for other cases to take place. But you know, you never know. I mean, it's like anything else. Like Kickstarter tells you straight up that this is you are not an you are not an investor. You are freely giving your money away to this project, regardless if it makes it or breaks it. I well, mean, yeah, but you you still. You're not you're not giving your money for an investment. You know that's right. what Fig is, um, which is why Fig exists. But because of that, you're still you're you're essentially purchasing. It's, mm, I would describe it as pre-ordering, with the intent of getting. Okay, so if you pre-ordered a game pre-order. at GameStop, and you pre-ordered special edition, yes, which includes a statue. And then no, they're like, "Sorry, it's a, guys, it's a, it's a blow-up football, whatever it's gonna be." <laughs> but the point is, then you go to GameStop on the day that it's due, and you're like, "Hey, where's my game?" And they're like, "Sorry, guys, right. they just—they're not doing it." Can sure. I get my money back now? Right. No, I—I I see where you're coming from. The problem is, this Kickstarter doesn't work that way. Well, so. they're gonna get a kick in the ass pretty soon from someone. Fuck, I don't know, man. It's been going on for forever. I know. I—I I can't like, believe it hasn't happened yet, but I—I. I have to think it will. I mean, that especially if it you, comes to like a big, like you know, especially those higher tiers or someone's dropping like a good wad, you know. On right. Them. So. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, the the ones that seem to garner the most money or the most attention, they always release, regardless if the project is finished or not. There was always some sort of product at the end of the right. day. And in that case, I mean, you may not be happy with it, but at least there's. Something. Something. Right. And you, so, you know, and at that point you were like, well, I mean, I understood the risks, but they they sure. still ended up, they technically have provided their end of the bargain to me, so. Yeah. Luckily, the only one that hasn't is this past one, the Silesian Shadow, which, like, I don't want to contact them now. Yeah, I would. 
that's a long time to go out and update for yeah, backers. It's been over a year. So, uh, well, do you have any other thoughts on uh, unfinished games? Um, don't kickstart, back, or pre-order any games whatsoever, regardless of what's offered. Just don't do it. Just stop it. Quit giving your money away. It's a little cynical. For things that don't exist. It's a little cynical. I have to disagree, but definitely mm. do your due diligence and uh, be cautious. Mm. So, my thoughts on that. Mm. Anyway, you know what uh, you should not be cautious doing? Mm. Starting riots. Huh? This week on Starting the Riots, <laughs> we have a game <laughs> that may not be safe to play on Twitch. Because there's nudity. Oh my god. Uh, I don't think there's any nudity in this particular thing. If there is, whoops. Uh, <laughs> don't flag us. Strike! Anyway, it is called Lust for Darkness. Mm. Um, Lust for Darkness is a horror game, uh, not a porn game, as. Uh, as you it, say. It may, be, it may be seen as. It, it doesn't help that they're. Um, where is their description? Uh, a psychological horror of seeking satisfaction on the border of two intertwining worlds an intriguing plot with erotic and occult themes so they like pound the the theme of erotic and occult which is why people think oh this is like a porn game that's just a little bit creepy um because they they pound that home and maybe they're doing that because they know you know sex sells or whatever but uh i do have to say that this game is not a porn game there is nudity in it um, and some lewd acts, uh, that sort of stuff. Thanks, Eric, for, for that. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Lewd acts. Lewd acts. Not, not porn. Yeah. Although um, it's it's porn. Bro. But it's one of those things that that lends itself to the story. It's very very narrative based um, mm-hmm. horror game. So th- there's there was a there was a movie that I cannot think of now, but that kind of gave me the same kind of feeling that this did. A very un- uneasy creepiness that ended up like sucking the main the main dude into this like horrible cultish sex thing. Like ended up like cheating on his wife and like abandoning his family for a short time. Uh, this is what this kind of feels like to me. Um, I-, I cannot remember that movie. But I have no idea. Um, anyway, it seems like from what I understand, um, and from what little I've played is that you're this guy searching for answers. I'm trying not to, to spoil a whole lot, but, uh, you're this guy searching for answers at this mansion. There's a lot of like hellish, uh, demon worship type shit going on, including, which happens to include a lot of sexual things. And uh, you slowly find yourself falling deeper and deeper in this rabbit hole and end up, like, uh, getting involved with uh, various characters. And it's, uh, there are there are some, this is not at all for uh, under 18, legally speaking. Why? Because um, there's a lot, because it's a porn game? I mean, it's, I'm not just talking, like, it's not, like I said, it's not the focus as it may seem, but there are more than just boobs being flashed in there. Like, there's some straight-up cunnilingus, you know what I mean? Like, um, 
you know, to to a rhythm. No, so it's no the calling two, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, sure. The calling two. Yeah. <laughs> the calling two. Calling, 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 How many times can we say an uncomfortable word for our audience? Calling, lingus. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. So, lust for darkness is by Movie Games. Currently uh, out for on Steam, Windows only, fourteen ninety nine. Not bad. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad, especially for how good it looks, just graphics wise. Um, well, and the lore too. Like, I'm really into the, the the idea of the lore. So. Yeah, it's it's uh they take a lot of inspiration from uh, Lovecraft. Yep. So you know, like the Cthulhu type shit, and, uh, insanity in general. There's if you watch the trailer, um. It's a good trailer, but it just reminds me a lot of American Beauty because it's like a naked chick laying down, right, uh, and a bunch of rose, rose petals falling. As you do, yeah. Um, I guess I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not sure what the metaphor there is with the rose petals. To be perfectly honest, I, I guess it's just yeah. because it's considered sensual. Yes. Um, yeah. It's kind of cool too. The uh, I mean, there are demons in this game to add. So just like it's not just creepy. There are like some like more direct horror to it. Sure. Um, and then again with the Lovecraft inspiration, like some of the characters wear these masks that are like very Cthulian. Is that a word? Cthulian. Cthulian. Or yeah. Leviathan. Sure. With the tentacle face. There you go. You know, be even creepier. Uh, the tentacles were penises. That or the tentacles were coming out of the vagina during the cunnilingus. Yeah. That would be super creepy. Let's uh, put that into your minds, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. You are welcome. Um, The character's name is Jonathan Moon. Um, The whole reason that you go to this place is because you get a letter from from your wife who has gone missing uh, about a year before the letter arrived. Uh, and of course, you know, you follow that lead to this place. Um, and eventually you do find yourself in uh, an actual hellscape. Um, they call it in this game, Lust. <laughs> I don't know how you actually pronounce it, but that's how it's spelled. <laughs> L-U-S-S-T apostrophe G-H-A-A. Mm. How would you pronounce it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't pronounce it at all. I'm just skip over uh, it. Does Twitch just outright ban anything with nudity, or is it more depictions of sex acts? Uh, no, it's not that because I've seen quite a few videos get be fine depicting sex acts with no nudity. So, well, on the other hand, there's people that just straight up like show cleavage and they get flagged. Uh, oh, know, really? Like, like cam girls, you know what I mean? They're like, I'm a gamer when her boobs are just about to bounce out of her shirt. You know what I mean? Oh, is that not part? Is that not part of? gaming oh were you anyway. doing that i i mean i've got some fair cleavage <laughs> um, we so. judge your cleavage to be fair there you go and uh, hairy <laughs> and hairy so you're moving in and out of this mansion that you end up going to and less um with which is where you find the the uh, demons of course and uh you know, you uncover more of the mystery. You figure out what kind of experience they have going, or experience experiments they have going on, and uh, of course, for those of you who are in it for the sex, there's that as well. Um, there you go. 
Anyway, uh, original soundtrack by Draco Nerd. No idea who that is. Would you like a shitty review? Sure. What's this? This comes yeah, from. Oh, it's for Lust of Darkness. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, this is uh, user. Fuck, I, I hate people. Vault, uh, Valter Minerin? Valter Minerin? V A L T A M E R E N. Okay. Yeah. Nine hours. Not recommended. Expectation. Colon. Eyes wide shut meets Hellraiser. Huh. Reality. Terrible voice acting and a story that will leave your brain matter leaking all over the floor due to lickification by stupidity. <laughs> Wait, lickification? Lickification by stupidity. Now I'm imagining what exactly lickification is. No idea. That's the kind of lingus that we were talking about. There it is. I knew <laughs> it would be a short game. Not very worried about that. The game was so good at building tension, and when it gets to the end, it's so fucking unreliably stupid, it will leave you with a half-cocked snarl, a hole in your wallet, and a hole in your satisfaction. At least you get some high-quality, uh, folific and, uh, I don't know, it's bleeped out, motifs to keep you company. I rate this game an E for effort. That, uh, that review, I rate that review full of erotic and occult themes. There you go. Because there was a, there was a lot of, yep, that, uh, that review left me hot and bothered. There you go. Especially bothered. Uh, well, thank Bless you for that. Uh, that was, I appreciate that. It's always nice to hear these wonderful, trustworthy reviews from Steam. Uh, if anyone knows who, whoever the fuck that name was, yeah, feel Vol free to tweet him. I really wish there was a way to, to contact. <laughs> yeah. I hey, really BT wish. Uh, come on. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know what we're not going to talk shit on? Orphans, because that's coming up in Peep Show. Please give all your attention to Early Access. This week on Peep Show, we're talking about Orphan Age. Once I have the thing up and running because I still don't know how to fucking do this here. It's fine. Uh, hold on a second. It's going to be there. Hold on. <laughs> there it is. All right. Uh, Orphan Age by Black Flag. <laughs> Black Flag. <laughs> that almost came out very wrong. Yeah. Um, bad. So they're we looking for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Man. Anyway, uh, they're looking for $28,937, which I believe is... I forget what the original... Uh, they're 25,000 pounds. Looking for... Is it pounds? I thought they were... Because they're in France, so it's. I thought it was France. Euros. Are they... Oh, no, they're in the Euro now, aren't they? I mean, look at me living in the 90s. Um, 
So anyway, they're looking for euros, 25,000 euros, which equals $28,937. American, they're currently at 22,300. So close. Uh, they're getting there with eight days to go. Yep. As um, of this recording. You know, after, after Eric just shit all over Kickstarters and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, I once again, I believe I have a pretty good track record mm-hmm. of picking mm-hmm. uh, games in Kickstarter. So, uh, you know, you can trust me <laughs> for the most you part. You can trust me. Disclaimer, uh, I don't have any control over what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Orphan Age is a dystopian take on the life sim genre, which I really like this. Um, where you play not as soldiers of war, but as the children left behind. However, with that, when they say it like that, it reminds a lot. Right, reminds me a lot of uh, this war is mine, this yep. war of mine. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Um, because that was kind of the same thing with the survivors of war, not the soldiers trying to, you know, and you're basically managing them. Uh, the interesting this of uh, one of this is that it's not um, two and a half D. I guess you would call this war of mine. Uh, it's top down isometric, but still three D, uh, and of course it's all with kids who are homeless. Uh, and orphaned, uh, living on the streets, streets, and trying to survive that way. Um, I, l- this war of mine was really good, but if they do this correctly, I think I will like the mechanics implemented in this better than this war of mine. Um, in the world, and and I feel like the top-down isometric, especially, just lends itself better. Um, it's very CRPG-ish without the RPG aspects too much. If that makes sense. No, sure no. doesn't. Okay, Let's cool. Try that again? No. No, okay. Figure it out for yourself. Uh, they do actually compare it to this War of Mine. They say it's um, it's a blend of something between The Sims and this War of Mind. Um, so do you like The Sims? I do. So, I mean, between those two games, that's, those are two good games to, to blend. Yeah. Um, I like the if idea. If they're blended correctly. Right. It all depends if it's done well. And so yeah. far, it looks interesting. Um. And of course, you're you know the whole point of it is it's not just resource management, but but survival sur- survivor management, the, you know the people. So you, there's a lot of risk reward things like okay, well I need this to survive. However, if I go get it, I might get killed by something out there. You know, might step on a landmine or something. Who knows? Uh, their features are as follows: dystopian take on the life sim genre. Um, you can adapt. Uh, they have unique characters, which uh, you can adapt to as a player um, by using their specific needs and skills. Uh, you know, and, and centering your gameplay around that. So there's replayability, depending on who your your survivors are, and uh, you know you have to change how you play around that. Uh, there is base building, which I always like too. Um, I, I I definitely appreciate base building. Um, so you're not only just trying to survive, but because these are kids, you're trying to turn it into a place for kids, you know, to make them happier because they shouldn't have to live in this bullshit. Um, so they say, you know, turn a war zone into a playground. That's a chipper take on that. Hmm. Um, of course, there's crafting, so you can craft tools and whatnot, uh, scavenging, and uh, resource management. And uh, the the city that you end up in is procedurally generated. Um, with emergent storytelling. So, again, replayability, which is always cool, too. If you particularly like the game. Um, I also like the art style. Um, I think there could be a little bit more because of the... Uh, 
the top-down isometric tends to kind of let you get away with less detail. Sure. Uh, Close-up. Makes sense. But they have some, like, gifts and stuff on, on the page that, uh, you know, some of those could maybe use a little bit of uh, of uh, polish. But it's not horrible looking. It's just, I could see, you know, it could be made better. Um, currently, they have pledges from one euro, which is a dollar sixteen, um, which is just simply a thank you, of course, as is most, all the way up to, where is it? Uh, sixteen euro. No, that's all gone. Never mind. Hold on. Two thousand euros, which is two thousand three hundred fifteen dollars, um, where you get to become. Uh, a playable character in the game, which is pretty cool, and they actually model you as a kid in the game for huh. two thousand. Um, you can also design an in-game character trait. Uh, your name is going to be on a monument. Um, see, it says that they also have a homemade night with a unique batch of homemade drinks and food. Okay, so I guess. You could visit them, or maybe they send it to you. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I don't think they can send it to you. I think it's illegal. But uh, you can. they'll make shit for you. They'll make uh, food and drinks for you. And Just give uh, you the recipes, fucking Blue Apron style. Yeah. <laughs> like, here you go. Here's all the ingredients. Here's <laughs> Figure it Make out. it yourself. Have, have a chore. Yeah. Uh, it says they're also throwing a bunch of extra physical goodies uh, in a unique boxed edition of the game, signed... Uh, Signed by... Wait, signed including the toy box and the propaganda pack. I'm not sure what that means. But anyway, uh, I think that might be some translation error. Uh, and of course, you get all the other rewards from the lower tiers. Uh, which is listed in... I'm thinking there's a lot of stuff that you actually get for 2000 which better be $2,000 a lot. To actually get the game, the lowest uh, that you would have to... Uh, kick to you'd have to back is uh, twenty one uh, for the early order. Twenty one dollars, eighteen euros, yeah, uh, for which, the for the order of the game. Which and is then the bad. one up from that is thirty five. So we could probably guess this game will probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of like thirty bucks when it's actually released for the public. Twenty or thirty bucks, yeah, somewhere in there. So that's, it's not too bad. That's a decent price if they deliver on what they're claiming they're going to deliver on. I mean, yeah. Um. What what else have they done? Do they have any backing, like portfolio? Uh, well, let's find out. Let's see. Um, let's black flag studio black flag studio dot com. There you go. Studio. What? What? We have. Um, what is this? I think you're getting there faster than me. So we have a game called. God, going to be another one of those I can't pronounce. Y-R-M-I-N-S-U-L. Y-Minsul? Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-
I believe. Uh, oh, they they list some other um, inspirations of the game. So they, we mentioned The Sims uh, and uh, this War Mine. They also say that some of the gameplay is inspired by Fallout Shelter, uh, which I believe would be like the base building aspect, and mm-hmm. The Last Stand Dead Zone. Um, isn't that a Flash game, or did they come out with like an actual game? I have no idea. Um, and then the story and the universe aspect of it uh, comes from the Grave of, Fu- of the Fireflies, Akira, Lord of the Flies, Blade Runner, Shadowrun, and the Sprawl Trilogy, which is kind of cool. Lord of the Flies uh, fucked me up good when I read that. I'm not, yep. That made me really uncomfortable. Poor Piggy. Oh, Piggy. <clears throat> uh, and then, of course, there's uh, you can level up your... Which it comes like the the partial RPG aspect of it. You can level up the orphans throughout the game uh, and explore. There was a game that we covered a long time ago called Rebuild Three, which started off as a flash game and then it released a uh, full blown thing. It seems like the exploration might work like that did a little bit. Mm. For those of you that know that game, I'm trying to think if there's anything. See if there's anything else that uh, there's a. Oh, there's something that you can get right now called Orphanage Diaries, uh, which is a companion game to Orphanage, um, which is basically an interactive graphic novel, like an interactive story, uh, which is pretty cool. You, you get uh, you take the um, you're you're playing as the character Farouk, um, who was left alone in his apartment trying to blend in with a group of or- orphans he recently met, and uh, depending on how you play through the game. Uh, very twinish in this way, I guess. Um, there's different endings, different fates and endings, and everything like that, which is pretty cool. You can get that right now for, uh, I think, for free. I'm not sure. That's a great thing. Yeah. It's a good idea. Uh, anything else you want to talk about Orphan Age for? Um, like most things, I'm, you know, I have high hopes for it, but I don't know. I'm, all, I'm weary now. I've been burned too many times, so I'm not the good person. I'm not the right person to ask. <laughs> You're not ready to go back into another relationship. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what you could uh, go back uh, for? Uh, free fun? Nope. Nope. No? Nope. Are we going mobile? We're going mobile. Oh. Huh? This week on Going Mobile, we're talking about a game called Fernflower. Fernflower? By, by Macaque. Macaque. Macaque? How do you pronounce that? It's a parrot. Macaque? I, sure. I mean, it just sounds like you're saying Macaque. Like which, like you, which you are. Like a Bostonian. That's fine. Is that what they're called, Bostonians? I don't know English anymore. Uh, anyway, from Boston. Yep. No one likes you. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so you play as this. Uh, what would you call him? I guess yeah. fern flower. Sure. Sure. He looks like a like a deer god. Uh, but you're you're making the character jump up this black area, which is uh, I guess a tree of some sort, and collecting um, these little orbs and trying not to uh, fall in through the gaps. So it's basically one of those, like, um, it's like downfall, except not down. It's like vertical brick. Sure. Or amazing brick. That's the name of the game. I didn't, I, I don't know what that is. 
Um, did you play? Uh, what was the game the guy made after um, Flappy Bird? Something Copters. Did he make a game after Flappy Bird? Yeah, he did. It failed. Uh, but basically, it's a Flappy Bird version, but you're going vertical. So, like, there's still um, physics as you're going upwards. It's a lot like that. Huh. Okay. So, rather than, like, the physics of, of gravity pulling you down, it's the gravity moving you from left to right. And you're trying to climb instead of move to the right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yes, <laughs> it's not good. So it's it's a pretty simple game. Um, I think it's actually kind of interesting. Um, there's, I don't fully understand the physics, or maybe I'm just not good at it. Um, obviously, you can't touch the gaps or whatever or else you're going to fall. Uh, but if you can make it, like if you fall through a gap and then, like you just saw it there, fall through a gap and land on the black part below the gap, you can still keep going and try again. If, if you fall off screen, then you're screwed. I guess you can jump over some of the gaps, but I feel like you don't jump high enough to do that sometimes. It's probably a pressure thing, so the longer you hold your figure down, the farther you'll jump. Maybe. Like, they just did it there, but, like, that was barely... Like, they, they can't get it quite up yeah. far enough. Uh, there we go. They got. Oh no, they fell back down. Anyway, Fur and Flower, pretty simple game, uh, available for Android and iOS, uh, as yep. most games are are, are. nowadays. Uh, have you or will you play this? Uh, hey, look, a frozen deer. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably play this. Yeah. Lies. I like games like this. You download it right now. And you play it until 4 in the morning, or else. Oh, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I can download it right now. And then immediately delete it. Uh, anyway. I'll download it right now, and we'll talk about it next week. Okay, whatever you say. Anyway, uh, that was Fernflower by Mchach. I don't know why I added like that. Uh, What's that called? The uh, it's just an old man... Grump? No, like that, like like the Hebrew, like. Oh, uh, like of Yiddish. Um, I don't know what that's called. I know there's a name for it, but anyway, yeah. macaque, macaque, whatever you want to call it. This is the end of the show now. Uh, if you appreciate what we do, please consider supporting us various different ways: Patreon.com/slash/IndieGameRiot, or you can just support us right here on Twitch, as a couple of people have done. Uh, and thanks. You once again to Eric and uh, who, who supports the show instead of me paying him he pays us there you go <laughs> that's how you run a business just kidding it's not a business anyway it's a joke yeah, yeah. Uh, and prep as well so thank you so much for that um, so if you have like a, a a Twitch Prime subscription you get a free or an Amazon Prime subscri subscription same thing same difference you get a free um channel subscription that you can just give you don't have to pay any money but you can support a channel of your choice which is pretty cool thank you for doing that um or bits or whatever whatever you want to do other ways that you can help us is by checking us out on twitter and sending us things like news or games to check out people to interview such and such uh we're on twitter at igr podcast or facebook.com slash igr podcast 
Uh, and of course, you can email us that stuff, contact at indiegameride.com. Um, we also have a Discord. Uh, I don't, we do. I don't plug it a whole lot. Um, you should. But the the invite button things are below the stream slash in the record or in the description. Um, you can join us there. And I actually just installed a giveaway bot. Uh, to the thing so we can do giveaways on Discord. And we that had our first win. winner tonight. No, you did not. You never will. Because you already get games for free sometimes. Um, so, yeah. Any last words? Man, just do not back Kickstarter games. Just don't do it. Except for the just one that we it. talked about. Support the devs. <laughs> Eric's going to be donating 100 euros. So no, that's like to... that's like that's like twenty bucks, right? It's like 80 no, it's, bucks. it's the other way. It's no, the other yeah, way no, it'd be like one hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's U.S. dollars for shit. So, thanks. There you go. Yeah, government. Thanks, thanks everybody. Yep. Thanks, Obama. We're super. We're super excited to be here. <laughs> With everything. Uh, I'm not gonna go there anyway. Say your goodbyes. Goodbye. Toodles.